Hello and welcome to the podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about closure. Now, this is really, really important today, but I had a really, really powerful conversation about closure there recently, and I just wanted to get my thoughts out now while it's still fresh in my head. So, what's your thoughts on closure? You know, is it necessary or do you believe is it overrated? You know, what's your actual experience of it? And my my own personal thoughts around it is that it's overrated i think it's overrated as fuck to be honest i think it puts people in a lot of compromising situations sometimes seeking closure and that's very different from actually looking at closure as being something that can be cathartic and can help people move on i think the ways we go about seeking closure can sometimes be quite destructive and can actually put us back you know and cause more pain and delay the actual healing process slightly different conversation i know but just worth pointing out and i think you know when people come out of a relationship or something goes tits up, you know, and they're seeking that sense of closure, and I do want to talk about closure specifically on relationships. I should have mentioned that at the start. I think there's like a denial or a lack of acceptance around the relationship actually ending, you know, the inability to move forward because there's certain parameters or things that need to be in place for them to move forward. Um, you know, sometimes people are just unable to accept that it's over. You know they're they're seeking contact they're trying to find hope that things could maybe be resolved or move forward you know that they can get some sort of validation or understanding as they why things went wrong um or why somebody maybe acted the way that they acted um i think i do you know what i feel like i could go around in circles with this conversation because i've got so many thoughts that are going on in my head so i'm just going to speak out loud so initially, what I w- wanted to kind of talk about in, in context is people that maybe have had a relationship end and there's been a passage of time. Now, we'll not put a specific label of time on this, but say there's been a substantial amount of times passed. And now they're still thinking about this person. They're still thinking about unresolved aspects of what was going on in the relationship. And say hypothetically, the relationship ended because things weren't work- working or there was problem- problematic dynamics at play that were very obvious in hindsight, but that this emotional connection still there, this this need for them to give you something, for be able to, to, to put it to bed, to make peace with it, to be able to move forward. And I think sometimes there can be a, a whole host of things that's going on. You know, you may have put this person on a pedestal because of how they look or their status or how they made you feel, or maybe the sexual chemistry was very good, the physical connection was good, or maybe it was just a sense of safety or familiarity that was there during that period of time in your life. You may be seeking their validation still. You may be seeking their approval. Or maybe even exploring closure could be that you want to prove something to yourself, you know, that you've grown, that you don't need them, that you'll see them differently now the next time around. Maybe you're curious to see if there's something still there between you. Or you maybe you're doing this from a place of spite to kind of show them um, everything that they're missing, that you're doing so good without them. And, you know, you know, look, look at what they could have had kind of thing. Um, and that's giving you a sense of control and a sense of power. But, you know, really, are you out of integrity? What's it costing you to go back into that cycle? And I mean, I, it's going to create some degree of drama. It's going to create some degree of upheaval in your life. And, you know, what's underneath this? Are you looking for attention? Are you looking for desire? Are you looking to be desired? You know, is the risk, the excitement, you know, the reckless abandon of going back into a situation that's not goofy? You know, maybe this person's the bad boy, bad girl type, you know. I don't know, but, you know, sometimes it's worth exploring what comes up that prompts these thoughts to take that action, to even give somebody that opportunity to be in your energetic space again. Sometimes it can be nostalgia. 
you know, and I think like whether people want to acknowledge this or not, even being back on that dance with that person, that per that person having access or the ability to communicate with you, it is going to, on some level, make you revisit the pain and grief attached to the loss. On some level, you'll be reflecting on what was, what could have been. And I think sometimes, you know, when somebody hits you up or slides under your DMs, maybe months or years later, you can emotionally regress back to your younger aspect of self, you know, a period of time where you did put them on a pedestal and you might have totally overlooked your, your growth sense. You know, you might have went on the therapy, you might have been coached, you might have had a lot of positive changes and overcome a lot of things, had other relational experiences since with different people. But that part of the self that was still seeking that validation, that attention, that feeling of enoughness um, from that person might become activated. And I think that can be very, very dangerous at times because, you know, it can pull you back on that dance. You can ignore the red flags. You know, you might try and make this make sense for you to, you know, maintain and indulge the fantasy that things could potentially be different. And I know it sounds a bit harsh and it's not true in every context and case, but you know, I see it a lot. I see it a lot online. I see it a lot with people that I know. I see it a lot on clinical work. Um, and I think like when you know that something's done, truthfully and you know truly it can't work because the person showing you who they are or the impact of their behavior on your life at a point in time was so intense you know you have to close all the doors lock all the doors close all the windows don't give them an avenue for access because if they can access you they can influence you they can remind you that they're there and that's how they pull you back into the dance you know, you can't, you can't give them the opportunity to be back in your awareness because then that is what's going to pull all this back up. Um, and look, if you are, if you are genuinely thinking about entertaining this, despite knowing that this is a problematic situation, despite knowing the impact that this has had in your sense of self, your self-esteem, or if you think, even if we hypothetically float this, like say maybe you're going to convince yourself that they're different, sit with these questions. What's changed? What's actually changed? What's changed with you? What's changed with them? What's changed over time that you can actually tangibly see, that you know, that you can trust? Um, what's different? You know, what's going to be different? What's going to be different this time around? What's different for you? What's different with them and for them? You know, how are the circumstances of the situation going to be any different? Um, what growth has that person went on? What growth have you been on? How? You, what assurance is there that anything in any way, shape, or form can be any way different? And also contrast that with what's the same? What behaviors are still at play? Are they still doing some shady shit? Are they in a relationship hitting you up looking for you to be that person? You know, there's loads and loads of ways and lenses that you can look at this. Um, but at the core of this is really, how will things be different? And just on that, just because there's been a passage of time that doesn't mean that that person's done any degree of change. That doesn't mean that person's taken any personal responsibility. It doesn't mean that they've worked through things. And the passage of time isn't an indication that they are different or that things will be different. And that's so important to remind yourself of. So again, I'm just thinking out loud. There's not, I don't know that there's going to be a really coherent structure to this, but I really hope that I can get all my thoughts out and that it'll make sense for somebody that's listening to this that's going to be very relevant for them. Um, I personally think on some on some level, closure when it's freely given and both people can like sit down and respectfully talk through things and clear there i think it can be helpful do you think it's necessary no i think it's very overrated i think the idea of it's also very overrated that we need to get something from somebody else so that we can move forward and heal and allow ourselves the ability to 
put that chapter to bed. And I think that starts and ends with us. I don't think it starts and ends with the other person. And obviously that's not true in every context, but I think for the majority of situations, from my perception, I feel like it starts and ends with us. I think the notion of needing closure can sometimes delay the grieving process, um, the healing process. I think it can keep people stuck. And I think underneath that's a real sincere need to feel heard and they feel understood and to communicate their aspect of their their experience you know what 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 that meant for them what it taught them the pain that it caused you know and maybe needing that sense of validation but just because you need these things and particularly want those things or expect those things from the partner or the, the relationship that's ended doesn't mean that they're going to give it to you sometimes they could shift blame onto you sometimes they can say some shit that makes it 10 times worse sometimes they can actually inflict more pain even by being in that space with them and I think that's why sometimes, you know, wanting that explanation or that catharsis or that, you know, space to clear there isn't always helpful. Um, and I think like attending to yourself, being in the grief, feeling what needs to be felt without the judgment is so important. Um, for some people, you know, being in that situation is really just to set the tone, just to take ownership of their feelings, just to be able to say, look, it's not about them telling me something or about them validating me, but it's me freeing myself from that dynamic to be able to tell them look this is the hurt this is the pain this is why to set a tone to set a boundary to let them know so that they give themselves a catharsis through the actual act of being in that space to tell them those things and i don't always know that that's helpful but you know sometimes it can be and sometimes i think it can it can also be a, a barrier um to moving forward and healing and it just depends on the person, depends on the context and how they're making sense and meaning from the loss, how that's impacted on them, what's changed in their life. And, you know, sometimes that can be very empowering in the moment because it's being driven from a place of anger. But then maybe when that anger is discharged, all the other emotional upheaval starts to come up, the sadness, the disappointment, the frustration, the grief, the loss, the pain, all that stuff can come up. And I think for those people that are entertaining, potentially going and speaking with somebody, you know, if that comes up, you know, if you're you're going to have this sit down with an ex-partner or whatever it is, you know, try and look at your blind spots. Like, are you agreeing to meet them in a, a compromising position? Are you going, going, going to go and meet them in their house, for example? You know, look at it from this perspective. If, if this is coming from an underlying need to be wanted, um, for them to see you and maybe want you again, maybe you're buffering a fear of loneliness. Or it's just missing aspects of what was, you know, hearing them, seeing them, being around them. You know, maybe you were the cause of the relationship breaking up. There can be an element of this that's not good for you either, you know. Um, and even agreeing to be in some of them compromising situations can pull you out of integrity and can actually put you back on your healing journey. And it's it's not allowing you to take responsibility for taking care of yourself. Um, and again, you're putting that power for you to move forward back in their hands. And I think like really when we look at closure, you know, we do have to take responsibility for our part on the relationship. We do have to look at how that relationship ended. We have to look at what needs weren't being met, what expectations were driving aspects of the behavior, what red flags potentially were overlooked, what was the communication that was problematic, what dynamics were at play. You know, did you deny or ignore any realities or truths about who this person was or how things were playing out? Or maybe you might have been the catalyst for the relationship ending. And that's also sitting with your blind spots and your actions and your choices. And that is the part about acceptance. It's about actually just recognizing like, you know, there was parts of this that I was, you know, to blame for. Um, sometimes we seek that contact because we're still in denial that it's truly over you know we're still holding on the hope that we can get back or that things will be different this time and part of that 
is wishful thinking. Part of it can actually be denial. Part of it can be a fantasy of who the, who you think they could be if only they would just change. You know, but the change has to start with you. If they recognize that they're showing you who they are, um, you might want them to validate the pain of the breakup. You might need them to accept that they were the bad guy for you to move on. That might not fucking happen. They might need not even acknowledge that they did anything wrong. They might actually justify that they were right for doing what they were doing. Um, you know, seeking something from them that they might not give you, you know, in terms of a justification or an explanation as to why they, they make this make sense for you might not happen. Um, it can keep you stuck. It, it might frustrate you. It might blow your fucking mind the reason that they tell you that it's over or why it needed to end or why they acted the way that they act. That might cause more problems than it actually involved, it solves. For some people, it's just, again, as I mentioned before, being in that energetic space, you know, not being fully ready to let go of the energetic tie to that person, you know, the, the comfort of being anywhere near them or being around them, especially if it was a breakup that you didn't instigate or, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, as I said there earlier, hoping that they'll see you now in a different light and want to be with you and, you know, you'll be validated or you'll show them what they're missing or how well you're doing or, you know, that they're somehow going to come to their senses and come back to reality and, that everything's just going to be rosy going forward. But the thing is, all like as I said, all this is keeping you stuck in that pattern. It's keeping you in that cycle. And, you know, you still have to attend to your own grief. You still have to attend to your own pain, the trauma of what's happened, if, if you want to use that word trauma, because in some cases it can be traumatic. Um, and it's, it's clinging to the familiar of what was, what could have been. Um, you know, not being able to process everything that's happened, not be allowing yourself or giving yourself permission to move forward. And that's what I'm saying. Like you do, you do need to feel what you need to feel. You need to do so without judging it. You need to see that this is a, a relational experience. It's not a failed relationship. It's not, you know, it, it's it's a part of your life. You're going to grow from it regardless. It's going to teach you something about yourself. It's going to teach you something about that person. It's going to teach you something about relationships in general, you know. And again, there's no timeline for being over something, for healing. And I think this is something, this is why I, I do like they refer to relationships ending sometimes like grief and death, because when somebody's in pain, when they've lost somebody, we don't say to them like, are you over it yet? You know, we, we sit with them, we support them, we give them the time that they need to process the loss. You know, as a community, we help them through it. Um, and I think when somebody comes through a substantial loss in a relationship ending, you know, sometimes, we want them to be the other side of it. We want the peace of mind and knowing that they're okay. But um, sometimes you can put that pressure on yourself. You know, I should be over it. I should be blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't believe I'm still feeling the way I'm feeling. You know, be gentle with yourself. Recognize that you're you're going through something and there is no set time to actually be completely over it. Um, and again, I think like there can be an identity crisis for people because they're moving from that collective we to being singular again, the I. And, the, you know, Part of that's also about reclaiming aspects of self, coming back to who they were as a person before the relationship and the relationship, their sense of self, their identity, who they are, what they stand for, their expectations, hopes, dreams, aspirations for life moving forward. And they have to take time to kind of come home to themselves, as cliched as that sounds, um, do the things that help them feel vibrantly connected to who they are, um, to give them a sense of purpose and direction and meaning and enjoyment um, from life. And obviously, you know, you're going to need your friends and family, your support network, your community, and different ways around you through this period. Um, 
And I think taking time to attend to yourself, not rushing back out to get the get on their relationship or an entanglement with somebody else. And that that sometimes can be problematic because people sometimes get competitive and they'd be like, well, oh, well, I don't want to be the first person. You know, I don't want them to move on before me and I'm going to be left behind. And, you know, and that's not always helpful. Sometimes you do need to actually take time, ground, work through everything that happened, process your stuff, look at your unconscious bias, not your bias, your unconscious uh, conditioning, your behavior, you know, your communication, your expectations, your belief system, all that stuff um, within your relational template that maybe influenced how that relationship may or may not have went the way it should have. Um, and I think like also building yourself up, and I spoke about this recently on another podcast about like that sense of self, the confidence, the achievement, you know, having goals so that you're moving out of that sense of feeling stuck. Um, so you've got forward motion in your life, so you can certainly build that bit of momentum and come back to yourself. And I think, again, like I mentioned there earlier, this all does come back to responsibility and that when you do take personal responsibility in the aftermath of a relationship, you look at well, what was my part in this? You know, what was my blind spots? Why was I drawn to those red flags? Why did I give that person so many opportunities to hurt me? Um, why can I not set boundaries? Why can I not stand up for myself? Why can I not communicate more clearly? Why did I not leave soon enough? Why did I not walk away? Um, why did I tolerate X, Y, and Z? You know, there's numerous, numerous things that can be learned through unpacking your stuff in the therapeutic space that can truly, truly, truly set you up for a completely different relational experience going forward because you didn't know what you didn't know and you don't have that frame of reference at that point in time so like going forward you'll have that awareness you'll have better ability to make more informed decisions you'll know more about why you feel the way that you feel about certain things and from that reason from that place you can respond more effectively instead of reacting in the same old uh predictive pattern you're doing you're choosing to do something different and that that is where the sense of reflection comes on in the aftermath of the relationship you know and i think it's important to journal not even just a journal, but they actually just sit and be true to yourself and actually unpack about the impact of the relationship. What it taught you about yourself, what it taught you about them, what you'll cherish, what you won't cherish, what what it what hurt and pain it caused, you know, what growth you went through, maybe what it stopped you from doing. Um and I think like when you sit and reflect on the relationship. And the impact that it had me be truth be truthful with yourself look at all the ways it's shaped you influenced you for better or for worse you know were you able to be yourself did it hold you back in your life did it stop you from being true to yourself were you able to be your best self did they encourage your growth did you put your life on hold to make this relationship work did you tone yourself down did you deny parts of yourself you know will the relationship end them have you had any realizations you know in the aftermath of this as the why that relationship couldn't work or can't work. And again, looking at it through the lens of closure or somebody maybe coming back into that space, what would be different this time around? You know, after everything that you've just reflected on, what would be different? Um, did you have to betray any aspect of the self or deny needs, wants, hopes, goals, aspirations to actually let this relationship function? What did it cost you? What was the impact of this on you as a person, your sense of self, your confidence, your quality of life? What did the relationship teach you about who you are, about how you showed up, about your experience of that container, about being with that person? What did it teach you about that person, that person's background, that person's communication, what you want, what you don't want from a relationship? Um, and now, uh, like within a passage of time, is anything now better in your life now that you're out of that relationship? 
And I'm not saying just to look for the positives naturally, but remind yourself of the positives. What opportunities has opened up as a result of you stepping away from that relationship or having chosen to let that go? You know, have you given yourself permission to shift your focus to you and what you want going forward? Or is that teaching you something about your relationship with yourself? Have you based your entire self on being with somebody, being somebody, somebody's partner, um, or just being in that relationship? You know, what is it before you know, what is in front of you now that you've, you know, come out of that container, the relationship? Um, fuck, I feel like I could just talk and talk and talk and talk about this kind of topic because it's, it's, it's a very loaded one. And I think like, again, if somebody slides onto your DMs, the door was left open. There was access for them to do it. Now, I'm not saying in all cases, in all cases, that's true. You know, sometimes they'll make fake accounts. Sometimes they'll do some shady shit. But for the most part, if you haven't blocked them, there's a reason why. Whether you're consciously aware of it or not. And that's what you need to sit with. Are you holding on to the fantasy that you think they are going to change for you? And that's probably one of the reasons why you haven't blocked them. And if you are responding to their DMs, and if you're a lawyer in contact, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be different? You yourself need to acknowledge that you are the only person that can create change in this relationship. The change has to start with you. The change has to start in that dynamic. If it was problematic then, and there was multitude of red flags, and maybe toxic elements of behavior, why are you consciously choosing to engage in that cycle again? Why are you participating in the circus and letting them take what they want from you? Whether it's your time, your energy, physical connection, or whatever the fuck it is, why are you participating in that circus? You need to acknowledge that you have so much power and so much that's under your control if you would open your eyes and look at it in that way. You know, don't let them have access to you. Don't engage in the conversation. Don't revisit that old painful traumatic cycle. Um, Attend to yourself, do the work, allow yourself to grow. And I know, look, some people are going to be like, oh, it's easy for you to say an X, Y, and Z, but like I'm looking at it from the place of personal responsibility and the choices that you can make. Don't give yourself the option. Don't give yourself the option of going back into that space. If you know in your heart 100% nothing's different, and this is a very kind of different context, if you truly know that they're still the same old fucker that they've always been, don't give yourself the option of being back in that space. Look at the harm that's going to cause you. Look at the pain and turmoil that's going to cause. And even if they do fill you full of shit and they tell you it's going to be different this time, you can't hang your hat on it. If you know that they are who they've always been and you know that there's been no growth and you're denying this reality to yourself, you're going to cause yourself so much pain. Um, and again, what I mentioned there about all that stuff about closure, um, and why, why it takes on a certain meaning and significance for people. That can influence your decision-making. It can influence why you might entertain somebody and give them an, another opportunity to explain themselves. Or, you know, And again, I think if you're working on yourself and you have a high sense of self-worth and a high sense of self-esteem and you're going through that growth, I do still think at times people can be hit with those blind spots where somebody's come in and the universe is testing them and they're like, did you learn your lesson? You know, here's this... Uh, person I'm going to use for your character development here to test you, to test your resolve, to see if you've actually grown. And I think, like, again, what I mentioned there about regressing the earlier emotional state can happen. I think people can be blindsided by that and find themselves slipping into those dynamics. And I think it's so important that if you catch that, to remind yourself of everything that we just spoke about. Um, 
as to why these things can take on that significance. And look, this isn't to say that people can't um, reconnect with somebody and they can't, you know, maybe they went out and they've broke up and they've got back years, years that are months that are, I don't know, and things have worked out like that. That's, of course, that's plausible. Of course, it's possible. But I do think the criteria of what I said there earlier has to apply. Like, what's different? What's changed? What assurances of growth and respect and safety and trust and all those things that need to be there? How can we see that that's there? You know, and that's why I'm saying if you're looking at it through the lens of, I know that this person is, is still who they are. I know they're still a fucking walking red flag on two legs, but I'm going to fucking go along with the rodeo for the crack. I'm going to put a, a, a blindfold around myself and run through the fucking red flag parade. Like you're causing your own suffering in that scenario. And I think even if it's for a fleeting moment of attention or being desired or being needed or being wanted, or, you know, even a, a fleeting moment of connection, it's like drinking from a poison cup and it's going to cause you more harm than good. And, you know, you have a duty of care to yourself, to take care of yourself, to show up for yourself, to hold yourself to a higher standard and regard for yourself. And I think when you can identify that this pattern is happening again, that this person's sliding and they test the boundary, they see where the line is, and you can walk away from that, and you can stand firm in your decision, and you can take care of yourself, despite feeling all those feelings and feeling that pull, and about learning that this could be coming back to attachments, it could be coming back to conditioning, it could be coming back to other things that you're maybe not at the forefront of your mind, and choosing not to go there. Despite all that, I think that's massive, and I think you know people should be so proud of them, proud of themselves when they when they, they do that and they show up for themselves and they go look I'm not not today I'm not going back down that road I know the pain that's at the end of that road I know that I'm going to be used and discarded and demeaned and degraded and I'm just going to be another person to fill a hole for this person and that's you know I've worked too hard myself to allow that to happen um and I know that was a bit of a rant um and about this connected but I hope somebody listening to this will take something from this you know they might be able to share it with somebody that's going through this at the minute maybe that has those doubts or and i think some of these questions are maybe worth sitting with and reflecting on and i think as i mentioned being in a therapeutic space we can sound your thoughts out without judgment's important but i think again what i was saying there earlier look it's normal to have these conflicting feelings and try not to judge yourself for going through a very human experience but look take that responsibility for the choices that you make you it all starts with a decision like i can decide to go and see that person i can decide to be in their space i can decide to let them contact me but there's a part of me that knows that that's inevitably not good for me and there's a part of me that knows that that's going to pull me into a dance that i might not have the willpower to walk away from but what i can control is i can close the doors and lock the windows and block them because i know my heart i'm done i can choose not to show up to those places that they're going to be in i can choose to take care of myself and I think that's at the core of it. It starts with a decision. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I hope that helps. I really, really genuinely do. Um, and I just want to say thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and for all the messages, you know, that you have sent on social media saying that this has helped. And, you know, I'm just buzzing that I've got another platform that I can talk about these things because I'm very passionate about it and I love the work that I get to do with my clients and obviously the community and social media as well so I just want to say thanks so much for your time thanks so much for listening and I hope that helped